Hey there, my name is Priyash Raman from the Your Trainee Program podcast. If this is your first time listening, the Your Trainee Program podcast is about making personal development accessible for you. Today, I want to talk about some interpersonal skills, and more specifically, I want to talk about asking questions. Why are asking questions so important? How are you going to benefit from it? And how can you start with asking better questions or maybe ask questions at all? I want to start today with a quote. Judge a man by his questions rather than by his answers. This is a quote which you might know and it's by Voltaire. Um, And if you think about it for a second, you'll soon see why asking questions is important. I want to do this small thought experiment uh, with you guys to show you the power of asking questions. Think about it. You're in this meeting room with colleagues, maybe 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, 20, it doesn't matter. Uh, And there are two scenarios. Scenario one, someone asks a question and someone else gives an answer. I want you to think about real quick what you feel about the person uh, which is giving an answer to a question. You might think, oh, he's being a smartass or, oh, that's a good answer or something like that. And the moment will pass and you'll just go on. The meeting will progress and like nothing happens. I want you to think of the second scenario now. You're in this meeting, same meeting, uh, same topic, same uh, amount of people. And someone asks a question. There, are, I want you to think about how you feel about someone asking a question. It can sometimes be something normal or small and you think whatever. But usually you'll think, oh, that's a good question. We haven't considered it yet. Or what might be even worse is that you think, oh, that's a great question. Why didn't I came up with it? The way people ask questions tells something about their intelligence and their ability to cope with problems and to solve problems. And they usually make a way bigger impact on us than being smart or showing off our smartness. Asking questions brings brings a lot of good things. Uh, Of course, you get answers, obviously. But most of all, you get clarity. Clarity about some specific situation. It also shows that you're involved. If you're in a conversation and you're asking questions to someone, it shows that you're involved. It shows that you care and it shows that you really want to help someone. If you imagine if you don't ask questions and just do nothing, someone tells you a story and you do nothing. Would you, if that was the situation with you, you would tell someone a story and uh, someone wouldn't ask questions at all. You might feel hurt, but probably you also think he she doesn't care why isn't she interested in what i'm telling also asking questions allows you to affirm or reject your thoughts so you and your people will be working on the right stuff Uh, i also made an episode about assumptions and how they work and why you probably shouldn't do a lot of assumptions and just check things asking questions is a great way to check your assumptions there is no such thing as mind reading Asking questions gives us the opportunity to check if we really understand our conversation partner in whatever way. Uh, if we have a, imagine a conversation, you have had a conversation with someone, uh, at the end you can ask questions to check if you're in, on the same page and this will be, um, you, will, you and your conversation partner will benefit because you guys will leave from the same, into the same direction and from the same direction. As professionals, we always want to progress. We want to get smarter. We, go, we want to get the be- best tactics, the best techniques to 
do our jobs better. And we, we, we constantly have this urge to progress. And one of, us, of our biggest fears in progressing is asking dumb questions. When we are asking questions or when we want to ask questions, we're, we always turn inwards. We are thinking about how will people react? How will they respond? What will they think about me? Will they think I'm dumb or I'm not paying attention or I didn't prepare as well as they did? We're, we're busy with what's happening in our mind. And that's really a shame because uh, the most of the questions people ask or people feel internally uh, are good questions. So if you can manage to, to ask the right questions, the questions you feel from the inside, it will make you a lot more e effective because it, it, it allows you to work on the right things, build better relations uh, and just produce and deliver the results you want and the people around you need. So it's a real important skill and I'm going to talk about how we can improve in asking better questions. First, I want to tell you something about um, a version of me a couple of years ago. I think it's like three or four years ago. At this time, I was a business intelligence advisor or a business intelligence consultant. Uh, what this actually means is that I was responsible for several business units and their data and their decision making. My responsibilities were talking with managers and project managers uh, about how they are going to get better results through data. And also, I had to uh, talk and work with my, uh, with my colleagues, data specialists, to build the actual reports. I was real proud of this job because it was in tech and it was cool and new and upcoming. Uh, so it was a lot of fun to explore. Uh, but, but most of all, it gave me the ability to help other people manage their, uh, their business. Uh, and that was really great. At the same time, I was also uh, having doubts about my own abilities. Uh, and that was about asking questions uh, and how I didn't ask questions uh, as much as I, as I probably should. Uh, I was working with data specialists and these data specialists knew everything about data, about tooling, about everything technical. And I was just uh, walking around, talking with people, uh, talking with managers about what they need and how we can deliver something which adds, adds value to their uh, business. Uh, the internal uh, conversations with my colleagues made me really insecure because uh, we're, imagine this, we're at this table, like five or six, seven people in a meeting. Uh, some of them were also uh, BI consultants, uh, but a lot of them were data specialists. They were talking about technical stuff, which I never heard about. And that made me really insecure, which I guess is not a good thing because I was an advisor. I was in a kind of a consultant and my job was to talk with people about what was going on in their business. I needed to ask a lot of questions for my profession and the thing was I was scared for I was scared to ask questions even in my own team so this was kind of a problem for me uh, at the same time my former manager also noticed that I was getting uh, a lot more quiet in conversations and in meetings and uh, he took me apart and he said what's wrong uh, this is not the way I know you. This is not the, the same guy I met a couple of months of, uh, a couple of months ago who was really enthusiastic about business intelligence and about going into the firm, talking with people, asking questions, learning about the subject. Uh, and he asked me, what is wrong? And I was really honest with him. I told him that I was getting quite insecure because of the people I was working with, the data specialists uh, especially. 
And he told, he asked me, why are you getting insecure about that? They have another job, they are doing other things, and what is wrong? And I told him that uh, we were in this meeting uh, with uh, data specialists and also with business intelligence uh, consultants. Uh, and what happened is that uh, most of the business intelligence consultants were, uh, uh, were getting to the same language uh, as the data specialists. The BI consultants were uh, in the expertise uh, level of the data, con uh, the, the data professionals. And I told him, uh, that's not going to work for me because I haven't studied to be a, a data specialist and I am a consultant. I, I ask questions and stuff, but I'm getting insecure now because it feels like they know a lot more about the subject than me. And uh, I don't see how I will get the, the same level of knowledge they have. He looked at me and he was really surprised about my story, uh, about what I was telling him. And he asked me, so if you are not asking questions, how are you going to learn about the subject? And I told him, uh, I don't know, I, that, that's the problem. I think I'm going to read a lot about it. I'm going to buy a couple of books and I am uh, going to study uh, into the subject a lot, of, uh, a lot more. He nodded and he said, well, that's, that's a possibility, but what are... If we look back at the at the meeting from this afternoon, what what do you think about it? What do you feel about it? What what didn't you know about it? And I asked him. I, uh, there was some kind of uh, there, there was a term ETL tooling, which uh, they used a lot, and everybody seemed to uh, understand what was meant by ETL tooling. And I didn't. I had no clue what ETL tooling was. Uh, and he looked at me and he said, "Do you think everybody at the table knows what ETL tooling is?" Um, and I told him, yes, of course, they're data specialists and these BI consultants are working here for a very long time now. Uh, and they also use the term. So uh, I, of course, they know what ETL tooling is. And he nodded again and said, why don't you test that assumption in the next meeting? Because we both knew uh, the term is, was going to come back because it was a real hot topic uh, at the time and one of the uh, one of the data specialists and one of the BI consultants consultants were were, were working on a new ETL tooling uh, project so it was a, a subject which was always in place um, and I thought about it and I um, I was a bit confused by what he was saying because I thought these people also have lots of experience they work here for two years four years some of them even worked there for like eight or nine years uh, and I was still confused about how I was going to make a change and how I was going to uh, enlarge my impact on this on this team and on the organization and on the way uh, about uh, on the way how we are going to do things better here uh, so I thought why not I'll give it a try and I'll ask about it when it comes by so the next meeting, uh, a lot of time went by and we, we spoke a lot, about a lot of stuff and some of the stuff I was interested in and I knew something about it, so I participated. Uh, but then the, f uh, the, the famous ETL tooling subject came again uh, and, when, and I was getting nervous. I felt it in my entire body. My palms were sweating. Uh, my breath was uh, really uh, in, my, uh, in, in my mouth almost and I, I was really nervous. And I thought, this is the moment that I'm going to ask something uh, which seems like a really stupid question because 
everybody at this table knows what ETL tooling is, except for me. And they will probably think that I'm stupid or that I didn't or that that I don't that I'm not taking it serious or that I I didn't prepare for the meeting or something. And I lot I had a lot of assumptions and a lot of fears coming up. And uh, it was in my head and, and it was also in my body, like I said before. Uh, and what happened at that moment was really magical. Uh, I I I grasped the courage to to ask the question at the meeting. Uh, a moment of silence fell, and I asked, "Well, what is ETL tooling actually?" Because I'm having conversations with my clients and with uh, business unit managers, um, and I'm talking a lot about what the value is for them in the products we are making, uh, and. We are talking a lot about ETL tooling. So what is it actually? And something really magical happened. Some of the people looked at me like they saw, they were completely surprised by the question. And at the same time, I was sensing that some of the people at the table in the meeting, uh, so again, BI consultants and data specialists, uh, the data specialists knew what ETL tooling was because it was something technical and they were uh, they were doing things with ETL tooling like every day because they were helping each other and one of them was in a, a larger product project for ETL tooling replacement for the entire firm. And some of the people looked at me and I asked again, so what is it? Do I need to know about it? Am I missing something? Because it's not in my vocabulary and I'm... I don't use it in my daily uh, work. In the corner of my eye, I saw my manager and he was, uh, he was laughing and he was really trying his best not to show his laugh. Um, and I saw a couple of my colleagues, the BI consultants, uh, looking away and not really answering the question. So I pointed to one of them directly and I asked, so what, what, what do you do with ETL tooling? What, what, why do I need ETL tooling? And at that moment, uh, I felt a moment of security and I felt a moment of, hey, this is not strange. I don't know what ETL tooling is, but a lot of these other people at the table don't really know what ETL tooling is. So what happened is that one of the colleagues started to explain what it is, but he was really insecure and he said something like, yeah, you know, we need ETL tooling because uh, if, the, uh, if we don't have proper ETL tooling, uh, we can't. Uh, or we can't build the reporting uh, uh, part. And one of the data specialists answered, yeah, well, that's not, that's something, some of that is true, but it's not what ETL tooling is. Uh, and I'm not going to bother you with the entire story about ETL tooling. If you want to know uh, what ETL tooling is, you can look it up on Google. It's not nothing fancy. It's a term in business intelligence, uh, what to use for building their uh, platform on. Uh, but what was really uh, interesting about this uh, case is that I asked a question which was really which which seemed really stupid for me, and, and I thought uh, everybody knows what it is. And uh, also, uh, again, I was making a lot of assumptions. I, I thought everybody knows what it is, and I don't know what it is. Uh, and I'm going to look uh, look stupid in front of all my colleagues, and they will probably think of me lower than uh, I am. Uh, and I really felt the fear controlling my uh, my behavior, and that moment moment changed uh, changed what we were doing. In the uh, it, it even made such an impact that ETL tooling wasn't a subject anymore 
for the group meetings. We had group meetings and we had specialist meetings, like uh, meetings only with specialists, like uh, the the three or four uh, BI consultants together, thinking about how we are going to build our strategy, how we are going to do things smarter. Uh, and how we can serve the organization better. And we had a separate meeting for uh, the data specialists, uh, which were doing the same. Uh, They were thinking about how they can make their uh, specialization better, ETL tooling and software, uh, software, hardware, whatever. And the question I asked made such a big impact because some of them said, well, actually, this is not a subject to talk about here we can do this separately or we can lift it out of the meeting and we will we can progress on it on another way uh, it's not it's not a subject which we all need to know about because uh, this was also part of the answer i got you're not going to do anything with etl tooling uh, because you're an advisor, you're, or I, I think your role is to uh, to add value to the customer's business unit, and that's has nothing to do with ETL tooling because there is no choice for a business owner uh, in which ETL tooling is going to use. Um, but it made a very big impact, and it also changed the way I looked at asking questions. At first, I was really scared about asking some things. I was really scared about. Uh, uh, showing my insecurities, uh, showing that I didn't know everything and uh, it, it didn't make me feel good at all. Um, it didn't feel felt good in my in my mind. It also didn't felt good in my body. And it changed the moment I just described, changed the way uh, I was I was asking questions everywhere. because uh, this example happened a lot of times. I saw this a lot of times in very uh, in in other meetings with other people um, with interesting uh, subjects where people think or act like they know everything about the subject. But if you are uh, if you're going uh, deeper, you're digging deeper into the subject, you will see that net not everybody's on the same page, which which is okay, of course. Not everybody has to have uh, have to has the same information level. That's why you have a team. That's why you work together with other people, of course. But it shows that everybody has a different perspective. Everybody has a different viewpoint, and that's what's the value of teamwork. And I want to make a small side note because it's not about asking dumb questions just to ask dumb questions but it is the, the the message here is to ask the things which you're insecure about and especially if you feel that other people are also insecure about what is going on on that moment because that's the moment when you can make the biggest impact that's the moment also when you can change things for the better So you might recognize some of the stuff I mentioned earlier and some of the examples I mentioned. But how are you going to overcome the fear of asking questions? Or how can you ask better questions? Well, I have a couple of tips for you which are going to make it, uh, which hopefully will make it a bit easier for you to ask better questions or to ask more questions. First, start, start small. Start with asking questions in a controlled, safe environment. Practically, this means that you can look for an environment with people who are really close to you and who won't judge you very soon. Uh, You can think of a colleague which you like or which is uh, a mentor to you. And if you try it in those kind of settings, uh, it will allow you to learn from it. 
uh, with people who won't judge you that fast and will uh, allow some room for error. This testing will allow you to see what happens if you ask certain questions. You can also ask a dumb question on purpose and see what happens. Uh, and you will probably see that people will be willing to answer you, to help you with what, what's bothering you uh, and will help look for an answer. And this should give you the feeling that there are no dumb questions and that you can ask your questions uh, unconditionally. So look for a safe environment and Start with test questions. Second, second is to ask open questions. And why am I saying this? You see a lot of websites on the internet and always people and uh, also in, uh, in advisor courses, they uh, tell you to ask open questions. What, why, uh, when, uh, instead of isn't it like this or isn't it like that? Uh, isn't it like that? And that's a closed question. A closed question can only be answered by yes or no. And an open question can be answered any anyway. And why you should be asking open questions is because it tells a story someone wants to tell. If you just just look at this example, if I ask you if this laptop is black, you would pl probably say yes, it's black, or no, it's not black, it's silverish. But if I ask you what what color is this laptop? You will probably say it looks something like silverish, metallic, but I'm not sure. Um, it's, it's something like that, but we can look it up. Um, what happens is that an open question uh, allows you to pick someone's mind and it, it, it allows room for someone's experience instead of a closed questions, which will be answered with yes or no. Uh, and you will get trapped by the information uh, which you are not getting because you're only getting yes or no. And what you want is room for someone's interpretation. So a story, uh, the room to tell something, uh, something uh, which is taught by someone and which will probably give you more information on a couple levels more information about the question you uh, are asking, uh, you will get a more broad answer, uh, but it will um, perhaps also give you other uh, thoughts of the person, which can be really valuable. Number three is to ask, uh, to ask the obvious. It's possible to ask questions uh, when you think that it's very obvious, but you have to be careful with this because uh, it's not about asking the obvious or asking dumb questions because they're dumb questions. It's about feeling uh, that at that particular moment, in probably in meetings or somewhere else, uh, that not everybody's on the same page. What you see happening a lot is that people rattle and rattle and rattle and think that everybody's on the same page. Uh, but that can be a trigger for you to ask a question, a check question, to see if everybody is on the same page. An example of such a question is uh, when someone in a meeting is rattling about uh, that we're going to have, uh, we're going to finish this project Thursday, um, and you see some people looking, you see uh, a confused uh, look on some people's faces, and other are okay uh, Thursday or whatever, um, but. You are not quite sure if it's this Thursday or Thursday, May in 2025 or yeah, which Thursday? There are a lot of Thursdays. So if you see this confusion, you can feel that not everybody is on the same page. This will allow you to ask the question and to get more clarity for everybody. Uh, you will also see that uh, often when you ask a question, 
which is quite obvious uh, you will you will see a lot of people nod when you ask the question because they also didn't know uh, uh, the answer to the question but they were probably uh, not secure enough to ask the question because they also probably thought oh everybody knows which tourist they were talking about so i'm not going to ask it i'll just ask it after the meeting uh, to john so he can tell it to me uh, it really shows some sense of courage if you're able to ask questions which state the obvious and the last tip which i have for you is that you can also ask questions not only about content but also about other things if you're stuck in the content and you can't add value on uh, the, the, the content level, which is a genuine possibility, uh, you can also ask questions about uh, other levels. If you look at the, uh, the, the, the effective conversation cheat sheet, which you get when you subscribe for my email list, you will see different levels of communication. And content is one of them, but a more deeper level of communication can also be about a process, like um, how, are, how are we going to do this, who do we need, uh, when does it need to be finished, and even deeper about relationships and about people and about emotions. Um, you, you you might imagine a conversation where you're ha you're having a conversation with someone and you see someone uh, and his face is like he's really thinking out loud um, or, or sorry he's really thinking inside himself and you see his eyebrows up and uh, his mouth uh, crawling um, it's a, a, what you can do is ask questions about how uh, how someone is feeling on that particular moment. You ask something, you see someone uh, looking very hard, uh, and you can ask something like, hey, I see that, you, uh, that you're frowning, and why is that? Is, is this okay with you? How do you feel about my proposal? Uh, this is really, this is a real powerful weapon and I'm considering to make a, a separate episode about it. Uh, and if you feel something about that subject, let me know and I'll definitely make a, a new uh, podcast episode about this. Um, but you can experiment with content, with uh, processes, with emotions. Just like with everything in life, just start small, test in a particular setting uh, and then build it from there and you will see that if you get over this fear it will be easier to ask questions and with time you will be uh, you will be able to ask better questions and better questions and better questions which cha will change the way uh, your career will will go but will also uh, will change the way will, people will see you uh, well, actually, that was it for today, guys and girls. Um, as always, if you haven't subscribed for uh, the Your Journey Program podcast, uh, please subscribe for the podcast. Get the uh, Effective Conversations cheat sheet for free. And, and I would like to hear your thoughts about asking questions. What are your best tips uh, about asking questions? How are you progressing? State it in the comments. Uh, and I hope to hear you another day. Bye.